0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is March 20th, 2019. It's Relationship Wednesday, and it is the first day of spring. I can't believe it's the first day of spring. It's going to rain in L.A. We need rain. We have needed it for so long, and now we're getting way too much of it, and people are starting to complain. However, it is so needed, so I'm okay with it. The other thing I want to talk about today, it is the first day of spring. We have a whole new world ahead of us, and we're doing some spring cleaning, and I did a video yesterday and asked for new comments, what are things you'd want to talk about, getting ourselves out of the box, um, a, a new direction of how we learn. Because our learning, and I'm going to say ours because I'm learning as much from you as you are from me, is energy exchange has become so powerful. And there are people from everywhere writing me, and my inbox is crazy. So what I wanted to do was have a place where I can pull the comments. So if you have any ideas, you have anything you want to talk about, anything in Origins of Truth or any of the books, let me know because that way I can put them all together in one list and we can grow from there. Um, It is a new world, and we're just spring cleaning right now, and it's five years, and so let's see what we're going to do with the next chunk of our life. But the other thing is, um, one of the things to start spring cleaning with is marriage. It's Relationship Wednesday, true to form. We've got to start at the beginning of a different kind of relationship within all of our relationships. Why do we get married the way we get married? And what does, when I wrote that title was, boy, love turned crazy. You know, here you are, you finally meet somebody, you're really happy about somebody, you can't wait to see somebody you love, you want to get married, and then all of a sudden, everybody gets involved, and you're not doing this, and you're doing that, and you know, how big is it going to be, and big, 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 better, better, better? And then before you know it, it's like a runaway train. And my daughter is in the age group where you're getting married, they're all destination weddings. Now we've really upped the ante. The bachelorette party is in another state, forcing the wedding party to buy tickets to another state, to buy tickets to another country. The venues, the cakes, the flowers, the gifts, the dresses, the limos, the marriage certificates, and before you know it. The money you have just spent on this wedding, you could have put a down payment on a house for. The memory. And so when I wrote what happened and how did we get here and what does it really mean to us, a wedding doesn't prove anything. How we get married doesn't prove anything. It is a celebration. There isn't anything bad with over-celebrating anything. But what happens is it starts the couple off in a great way, in one way, a great send-off. The of love has become like a dictation, just like a predictable, well, how big can we go? And it's a mindset that joining forces helps us to join forces in how we work together there's no proving involved i know a human being who whose partner bought her a ring and she decided the ring wasn't big enough and went and exchanged it herself and it's not that these things are good or bad but the persona. Of a marriage than that of the wedding. And when the wedding is so big, what do you do the next day? What is big? It's the marriage that's big. So I was left to think of this comment that somebody made to me when I was working, and I used to go to companies every Friday and check on our employees and do all this kind of just public relations work between my company and theirs. And I remember. Very clearly, a guy saying to me, oh, you're a big ring kind of a woman. And I never even thought of what kind of a ring woman I was. But when he said that, I said to myself and then to him, I don't want a big ring. I want a big marriage. Where do you go from there is really where I'm coming from today. Sometimes when something is that big and you, you know, define the last year or two of your life planning it and the engagement was in another country and all this hoopla, important, important, important. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, we're just married now. Okay. What do we do now? We just get to work or now we're part of real life. But It will carry over into the pregnancy, into the shower, into the first home. It just goes on and on. So we decide what is big in our lives and what isn't. But it becomes a weird addiction to big things. And in marriages is that it's hard to keep that up. The marriage is the way of life. It is a celebration of love, and love does not not need all that stuff. You can have a big wedding here or anywhere, but to put everybody out into a production, into a movie, has been very draining on the couples, especially the men who start to feel really left out of the equation because now it just took off in another direction and it's hard to keep up with. thing you do is thousands of dollars. It starts to get people in this panic mode and you say, well, it's for our wedding, you know, and we only get married once. And, you know, we start talking like that, convincing ourselves that it's okay because we know deep inside we could be doing a lot of other things. So what spurred this show, another thing that spurred this show, was that there's this movement in our world where people are trading in their wedding rings for dollars and taking that money and literally feeding poor people in other countries with that money, just that money, no other assets. And I thought about that for a couple of days, and it didn't leave me. And the brilliance of it leaves me. And it's not that we shouldn't have nice things, but we can help each other through those nice things. And I don't know about giving up a wedding ring, but maybe giving up the kind of wedding and sharing money like that or sharing it with yourselves later on. To say, wow, we would have spent this on the flowers. Let's put that in savings. Wow, we would have spent this on, and, and cutting the budgets in half, or having it local, or having it with, you know, family and friends. Because when you do destination, it's basically you, the wedding party, and your family. Nobody else can really go as a large group in your lives and celebrate your marriage. We are forgetting the numbers of people who would like to be there, who would like to be with you, who would like to be part of love celebration. They found that the more support a couple has, the longer and more fulfilling their relationships are because it becomes a community. Back in the day before marriage certificates And before, divorces were like an entire business in themselves with lawyers and dividing assets and money and, you know, all the, I want to say, cliche-type problems that keep showing up, you know, fighting over the money, fighting over the kids, hurting each other. And here you are, you get married because you can't get along, and you can't get along in the divorce, and it becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger production. And at that point, they want everyone involved and everyone's running away. But they're running away because they weren't there from the beginning to help maybe this couple work through the issues that they're having as opposed to getting to that point. So there's a lot to be said for how we get married because how we get married keeps our life in in this interesting bubble of hope and growth and love, and if we feel like we are a production and, wow, nothing big is happening now or, you know, we don't have any friends or our family lives far away from us, there is no line of support and shared happiness from the beginning. It sounds crazy, but it's so true. Time ago, before the marriage certificates and all of that, people committed to each other. And just knew they were going to be lifelong partners and they would have families. And they would raise those families. And then all of a sudden, marriage becomes legal. And as it becomes legal, now we're bound together and it starts to feel very scary. And when we get mad, we can threaten a legal solution, and that would be to divorce. So I met a man from Colombia who was here working to support his family. And he said, oh, you know, I'm married and I have um, three kids. One is hers that came into the marriage with us. And then we ourselves had two children together. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. You know, nice, big age difference between all three kids. It's like three families. And he said, yeah. And, and, and then he told me that getting married for, in their country, they just get together. They don't go and get a marriage certificate and and are, you know, legally married to where when, when there's a divorce, there's a fallout. Although, there's a lot of protection in how we do it as well for people who run away, the deadbeat dad law and all of that. And yet, even in that, I have still found many women who are raising their children alone and can't find the dad or he hasn't paid and they haven't been able to get the money back from him, or they didn't want to cause trouble or whatever it was, but they got left raising their children and the father either being out of the picture or still seeing them, but not contributing, except the money that he spends on them when he's with them. So a lot of different things would need to be worked out. But when we work in community, when we enjoy a lot of people in our celebration, it's harder for us to walk away and do those things. And I didn't like the idea of weddings being so isolated. It's not that they're so big, but when the, the bigger they are, the more isolated they are. And we don't join community in the picture. And that community is what continues to feed and support the family. It is a business. Every single thing has become a business of itself. When I was a kid, Christmas was celebrated for children. We bought children gifts. And then there were ads, you know, tip your mailman, tip your garbage man, tip your dog walker if you have one, tip your gardener if you have one. You know, oh, and then all of your neighbors, at least give them something little. And before you know it, you're buying 50 gifts. And then you'd have pictures or advertisements about a car with a bow on it in the driveway. And it's like, gosh, where does this stop? And then we start to feel pressure that we have to produce these things that we are being taught to produce. And what happens to the marriage is that very pressure. When a cake costs $1,000, when flowers cost three or $4,000, when you know, gifts for people when they're partying, And the other day on the news in California, in Monrovia, California, at a um, hotel where there was a wedding reception, there was a wedding crasher. But the bride didn't know, the groom didn't know him, and the groom didn't know, the bride didn't know him. And he came in and he talked to everybody, just a good old-fashioned wedding crasher. But when everybody got busy cutting the cake, he got busy at the gift table and took everything and left literally walked nobody noticed they just saw him walking back and forth and a lot of the envelopes and that happened at a wedding I was at years ago and the woman at work thought we never gave her a gift and we had collected money and put it in an envelope and somebody took it and I think to myself you know A lot of things happen around weddings. A lot of things happen around how we meet each other and get married. But what really happened is we became a show of ourselves. And at this time in our history, it's so weird to even think this, but all of the cliches, all of the nuances, all of the things we have done in my world as I'm learning more about the depths of love, looking like a parody of who we were, not who we are going to be, who we are growing to. There's something about seeing Christ that taught me about us and that need for love has been looking like us wanting to be like each other, being like the advertisements were being shown, what were shown in magazines, what were shown everywhere of how we should be, pictures on Facebook, topping this, topping that, great vacations, great weddings, you know, all of these things. And it's a lot of work and time and money and energy. And then the people who don't have that much, oh, wait a minute. Oh, well, I just had a backyard wedding or I just had, you know, a wedding at my church or something like that. But at the end of the day, the one thing I got from Christ bigger than anything else is that sense of community. And that's why I did that video yesterday, because I realized how deeply woven in sense of community is to the quality of all of our lives every single one of us, and how big that is and how it affects our lives because people are not getting married as much as we used to, even though the ones that are are planning huge events out of it. We're not getting married as much as we used to. We are having 30% less children than we used to. And that might not sound like a lot, but if we're at 30% now and it's 40%, you know, people aren't finding that sense of community enough to support them with children, a place to raise them that feels safe and sound, a place to keep our marriage intact that will help support us because we are going to face great times and we're going to face hard times. All of that is just part of the mix. But that sense of community, relationship, how we met, where we met, how attached we feel to that, how many people we involve ourselves with, who we celebrate with, who comes over and celebrates with us when we have children, when we have birthdays, all of that sense of community is what actually keeps us together. All the other stuff pressure on us. It may seem fun, and at the end of the day, when you're exhausted and the wedding night, you both just pass out and fall asleep because so much has happened on top of you working and doing your everyday life. So the filter question you ask, and the answer is, does it build our sense of community? Does it build our sense of support? Whatever it is, go for it. But that sense of community, that sense of support is what helps bind you in the hard times. That sense of knowing you can work together, knowing you can make decisions together. And that's why I said earlier, when it comes to the wedding, the man just at first wants to be involved. And then all of a sudden, he's out of the picture and just told what to do. And then she's running it with a friend or a mom or the bridesmaids. But we're getting to the point where there's 12 bridesmaids. We're getting to the point of everybody feeling stressed now over this wedding. Like, oh, my gosh, my friend's getting married. Now I'm going to have to travel. And now I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to buy two tickets, one to another country, one to another state. And we start going crazy. And that's what I hear from the wedding party. Because it is crazy. It's a lot. It's great to travel. It's great to do all of that. But it's a lot when you feel like you have to and you may not even have the resources. And I know bridesmaids who put themselves in debt to attend the weddings because it's an honor to be a bridesmaid. Attention to is what we are doing creating a sense of community for ourselves now, for our future family? Because that part of it, that family part of it, is something I hear about too. Like, wow, how am I going to add a child to all of this pressure? And then you get pregnant, and then it's a reveal party. Now we have reveal parties because we know what the child may be. And then we have a shower. And then we have the child. And then we have the first birthday and everything. And it, it's just treating life as life. Because that pressure that you've got to top every year, I hear that a lot. How am I ever going to top this? Feel like you haven't done enough one year and you equate that with how much you love the person. But big production can never match the big love. And the love is what people leave with. Feeling love, feeling attachment, feeling close to somebody. That's the most important thing in the world to us. Being part of it, both of you, learning to work together in the process of the wedding. Because what happens is if you ex out your partner because they just don't understand the whole thing, they can't figure it out and they're getting really nervous with the mounting cost. Where weddings can cost up to $100,000 just for that one day. And that doesn't even count what the surrounding people paid to be in your wedding. And it can go up from there. And I've we've heard about that, but it can go up from there. And then you find out a few weeks later that they decided they weren't going to stay together. I know it's more Hollywood that we see that, but I've seen it in other instances. And then what happens is when when both partners aren't involved in the decision-making, that becomes the pattern for the marriage. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, she's in charge of that. I have nothing to do with it. I just show up. And that becomes true for everything else they do. And that sense of partnership, that sense of them doing things together does not get to be felt by both people who are in the relationship. If it's something you like, that's one thing. But that sense of community, that sense of both of you being represented in that partnership, like it was when you first met and you both decided where you were going to, you know, go and visit and where you were going to travel to and where you you were going to go camping or to Hawaii or whatever it was, you both decided that. And then once that precedent has been set where one of the two of you doesn't get to make the decisions because you don't understand them, now you're living that way. And then one feels like they're doing everything. The other one doesn't feel connected. You start to feel like you're not close anymore like you were. And you kind of start to wish for those simpler days when you both made decisions together. Marriage is a wonderful thing. It does feel different from when you are dating or when you are either living together or not. And then when you're married, it does feel different. There is a different level of commitment and a different level of permanence in your mind and in your heart. But how we get there Those decisions make themselves by what we start to accept in those processes. And sense of community keeps us thriving in that marriage. Having support, sharing your love, sharing your family, born. Look at those friends as family. Look at family as support. Someone they can go to when they need to. We don't get at times that, that weaving of support is something we need. We've been taught to do everything alone. Don't need anybody. Don't ask for anything. You know, don't include people. Just make decisions and you'll show them how good you are. And we don't need to show each other how good we are. We need to share with each other how good we are. There's a big difference of thought, community, of love, of caring, of conversation. And you'll also find when we have sense of community, and it exists here on the radio show with all of us. When one of us has a question, 10 of us will answer you. And one of us may resonate with you. And then you go about your life. And try to figure it out. And if you get stuck again or you want to share good news, we're all here. We are an example of that sense of community, someone recently. We reached out to their family. We spread that news. We shared that love. We prayed for him. When somebody has a medical test and they write about it, we all will pray for them. We'll all Hang out with them. We'll all listen to what they have to say. If somebody creates something huge in their life, we congratulate them. We support them. Some of us have gone out of our way to meet each other physically. And it went from community to family. And that's how we as just community and that family have been able to stay for five years imagine if you took that sense of community and put it on top of a marriage on top of two people who see each other all the time to feel that love to feel that that support and maybe they may have hit a hiccup and they're having dinner with friends and they say yeah you know what we hit a hiccup instead of he did this and she did bad about this couple or anything hard, or any hardships that this couple had, and then all of a sudden people are saying, wow, they seemed fine, and now they're getting divorced. How did that happen? It happened because there was no sense of community. No sense of family. Big. That is that huge in our lives, and when we think we're lonely and something's missing, that is what is missing. At times when you're in villages and you are in different places in life where while you are there, you think to yourself, gosh, you know, there's so much gossip. I don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Because you don't want anyone to know what you're doing. Isolating, isolating. There will always be someone who might gossip. And I will say I'll take gossip any day over the loss of community. Because as we get closer, we don't gossip about each other. We don't start doing each other for each other. And instead of talking about each other, we go to the person and speak. And if there's a problem, we may discuss what we approach. There is a lot to be said for community and family. Started getting married this way because we started involving ourselves or involving the rat race also in our marriages and buying into having to say big is better. So we don't need to get married that way anymore. Commitment, community, family, if those were our focuses, if we invested in the community we were in, the money we would have spent like that will guarantee for us a support. You guys, my time is up already. I will see you tomorrow, Dream Theme Thursday. I'll put it up, put up your dreams. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.